This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Butts, the new chocolate shaped like an anus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that makes you feel warm and fuzzy while we're listening to us. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we're here to talk about feel-good movies. Yay. Welcome to December. Which is ironic because I've notoriously said that most of my favorite films, I love I love movies that make me feel bad. Yeah. So they're, to you, so that's the thing is like, it's very kind of like personality wise, like it's it's very like to your own discretion because your feel good movies are not going to be like my feel good movies. Well, I, I did try to stay in the lightheartedness. Mm-hmm. Um because when you say feel good, if I go, if I go, hey, let me recommend you this film, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's just her, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like something that's very like emotional, then mm-hmm. uh, you know you'll probably never take another recommend uh, movie recommendation from me ever again. Mm-hmm. So uh, I did stay in the lines of like a traditional feel good film, okay, um, but and I actually wrote down more than I thought I like knew. Or at least more than more than I thought that I enjoyed. Mm. I have eight movies. Oh wow! Which is way more than I was like. I thought I was gonna struggle with mm-hmm. this because I was like, I just don't like feel good films. Um, but then all of a sudden, you have they some. started like pouring out of me, and mm. I was like, I like this, I like this, I like this. Look at you go. Yeah. So so uh, why don't you start? Because I only have like five, and then I have like a couple. of Yeah, I mean, I, I may not even like mention all all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but just know that I have eight. Uh, and. Oh, a little big man over here with eight. <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll start off with La La Land. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was looking through like a bunch of like feel good movies, and like La La Land popped up, and I was like, I I like La La Land, but it doesn't make me feel great at the end. Um, see, I disagree. I I really like La La Land a lot, and maybe this is more in. There's like a few films that I have, I guess, that are a little bit more like they teeter on that. Hey, this is actually kind of sad, but it ends kind of happy. Yeah. Um, and La La Land for me does really make me feel good. A because I just enjoy the music. Mm-hmm. So good music alone, and it being so uppity and peppy and whatnot. Like the opening shot of everybody dancing. Yes, in um, the street. In the street while they're sitting in traffic is just so beautiful mm-hmm. and so good. And I mean, it really sets the tone for the film. And I think I said this um, when I, when we recorded it, but you know, musicals are so. There is such a fine line with yeah. musicals of you're either gonna love it or hate it. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the theater for La La Land and seeing that opening scene and leaning into my girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And cause she was so excited to see this film. And and after that opening scene happened, I just, I, I just leaned over to her and I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel about this. <laughs> and then the movie played mm-hmm. and it won me over. Yeah, um, It's a great little love story. It's a traditional love story. Yes. It's very much two characters. They don't really like each other. They end up falling in love with one another. Mm-hmm. They fall in love. They have a great you know, few weeks or whatever it is. They break up and then they don't get back together in this one. But mm-hmm. there is a rekindling of more of like nodding to one another like... I know yeah, that you're I happy you. and you're and I'm happy and we both are doing what we said that we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um because yes, I mean it doesn't it, it, they don't end up together, right? 
they don't. And that is kind of sad, but I still think that it ends in a positive note where Sebastian has his jazz club and he's genuinely happy doing what he, what he, what he loves. Yeah. And Mia has become an actress, a Mm -hmm. very successful actress and is now kind of living the life that she's always dreamed of. And it kind of goes full circle with like her going to that cafe where Mm -hmm. she used to work and all that. Yeah. And Um, then seeing him, it makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And the movie's just so bright and the dance scenes are cool and everything about it. It's just, I love it. Yeah. I came around to La La Land. You know, what's funny is everybody says that to me. Mm -hmm. My same thing with my girlfriend. She's like, I don't like musicals. I don't like it. And then all of a sudden, you know, a month and a half ago, she's like, you know, I kind of like La La Land. Well, like, like, screw you. <laughs> like, I've been, like t- I've been telling you. Like, I don't mind musicals. Like, they're not, like, my favorite type of film to watch. But, like, I mean, you have a few where it's, like, La La Land. I really like um, Demon Barbara Fleet Street. Uh, Sweeney Todd. That's what it is. And then uh, Les Miserables. Les Mis. Yeah. I've never seen Les Mis. Huge. I'll I'll say this. Um, what's his name? Um, uh, I always get them confused. What? Oh, uh, Gladiator. What's his name? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. <laughs> thank you. He he has a decent voice. I'll give him that. Yeah. I was very surprised by his singing. Yeah. Um, but they're not my favorite type of genre films. But like. Those are the ones that it's like I like. Like I, I can get into like a little bit of a, like a niche thing where it's like some of them really get to me, yeah. and I actually enjoy myself while watching them. Yeah. So I like I, I came around to La La Land. I didn't think I would like it. I think mainly because of Ryan Gosling, but. And you didn't you didn't give it a great review when I didn't. When we did I think it. I gave it like a five or something. Yeah, you like weren't that. happy, but you weren't super yeah. happy. <laughs> well, why don't you update us, Zach? What, what, like, what's the current? It's like a seven. seven. Solid seven. <laughs> it's a solid seven. That's better. <laughs> it's definitely better, yeah. It's a passing grade. <laughs> All right. My first one. Yeah. Um, I realized that I, I picked a lot of animated movies. Okay. Yeah, um, well, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, they just kind of go hand in hand. Um, But one that, like... That's ironic, because I didn't choose any animated films. Hmm. I didn't even think of that. Well, then we have conflicting ideas then, don't yeah. we? But uh, my first one that I picked was um, Studio Ghibli... My Neighbor Totoro. I know I've mentioned this movie to you. I mean, I've heard a lot about it. Yes. I it, think um, it was just released. I don't remember who does it, but they like do like a list of like the top 100 films of mm-hmm. all time every, I think, 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and My Neighbor Totoro was in there. It's like one of the greatest films of all time. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous movie. Again, like it, um, it's Studio Ghibli. It doesn't, it doesn't have like the normal kind of like themes that i usually see from like hayao, Z- uh, hayao miyazaki films where it's like how we did grave of the fireflies and like princess mononoke and stuff like that where it's like there is a bit more of like an action-esque theme to it yeah um, my neighbor totoro is literally just like two sisters and their dad like that moved to the countryside and the the two sisters um satsuki and mia that like go out into the woods just to play for the day and then find like this spirit troll that just happens to be like this fluffy big bear man yeah named Totoro and it's just literally them like kind of just going out and like just experiencing the night like just like flying through the air and like seeing the town and everything like that 
and then you get like the cat bus like that's really cute there is like a small like undertone where it's like the mom i think like has cancer or something like that but like she gets better by the end of it okay but like majority of the movie is literally just like them hanging out and like them like just being in nature and it's a like, hangout movie exactly like you don't have to like really have your brain on for it it's just like hey look at the big fluffy bear like yell isn't it cute yeah so i really like my neighbor totoro i love a good hangout film mm-hmm Maybe you should watch it. I don't think you'll love it. You don't love anime stuff, but like it is just kind of like a, Don't talk down to me. <laughs> it is just like a nice little movie. Um all right, so my next pick is a movie that definitely I I've gone back to time and time again. We've done we've done a review of it mm-hmm. um on the on the podcast here and that is what year did it come out? 2014's Chef. Mm, that's actually my honorable mention. Okay. Love um, Chef. It's just a nice movie. And that's what it is. What, what it comes cooking. down to, it is, yeah, I mean, the food is delicious looking. Uh, I always remember the grilled cheese scene where it's like he's in the apartment with his son. Yeah. And he's just making grilled cheese and it's up close and it's like, yeah, it's just grilled cheese, man. Yeah, but then he, it, I always remember that scene too. Because I don't know why it stuck with me, but he goes, he, he serves it to his son. Mm-hmm. And he goes, how's that grilled cheese? And he goes, it's okay. And he's like, that's the best fucking grilled cheese you've ever had in your life. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you don't know what I went through to make this grilled cheese. Um, It's just a really beautiful and just happy film. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a movie about a guy who, you know, quits his job and and, and then decides that he's going to make a food truck. Mm -hmm. And it's just a movie about following your dreams and your passions and what you're and what you love and that you know if you're passionate and you love something enough you'll find a way to make it work mm-hmm. um, it's a movie about family right he's got his son and his wife um, and you know it's all about like the support of them and then it I mean it's a happy ending right he ends up getting his food truck business off the ground he ends up getting an actual um, brick and mortar uh, restaurant like a small one and mm-hmm. then the critic review the guy that he's like been beefing with the whole movie yeah is uh he comes around too and ends up wanting to go into business with him it's just a feel good film that is excellent like it's so good um the pacing is incredible mm-hmm. because it's so like non-stop and rapid and go 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 um kind of like what it probably feels like to be in an actual kitchen with yes. the, with with the chef um and and it's just great i love it um it's funny, it's warm, it's everything. It's Not to be confused with the new movie, The Menu. Right, correct. Which I think looks cool. I think it looks cool too. I'm, I'm, I want to watch it eventually. All right, my next one, kind of a little bit in the gray area because of like the actual story itself, but like I just love this film, um, and I always go back to this one to like watch when I just want to have a good time, and that's The Grand Budapest Hotel. Yeah, Grand Budapest is a good choice. It's just, like, between the colors and, like, the the actual acting and, like, the comedy throughout the film, like, the way that Gustave, like, delivers his roles, like, I think is just, like, really, really fun. Um, the story itself, like, I'm always compelled to, like, watch it. Like, even though there is, like, a decent amount of, like, murder and uh, mystery that's involved with it. Yeah. and But it's, like, so silly. Yeah, like, by the end, it's not really, like, a feel-good film because it's, like, you know, you have um, Zero's wife that, like, does die and then, like, he's kind of telling you the story of, like, you know, how he became owner of the hotel even though, like, he doesn't really want it at this point. Yeah. But it's, like, the overall, like themes of the film like are just fun to have like the the story itself is just having a good time and that really is just dedicated to like Wes Anderson 
This yeah. was weirdly enough, this was like my first introduction to Wes Anderson. Like this was. No, my... that's not. I don't think that's odd because I feel like that's a lot of people's um, introduction to him. I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the like to to more of like a general audience. I feel like that's kind of his most accessible and his most um, successful film, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think most people, when they think of um, Wes Anderson, Grand Budapest Hotel is like the first movie that pops into their head and probably nine times out of 10, they'll say that it's their favorite one. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think that's strange at all. I think a lot of people that, that that's their first introduction to him. Don't talk down to me. Um, I'm not, <laughs> I'm actually trying to talk up. To I know. You. Um, all right. So my next pick is a movie that you would not think is my kind of film at all. And it's really not. Mm-hmm. Um, but for whatever reason it worked for me. Uh, and I don't think you've, you probably never even heard of this movie. Um, it's a movie that came out in 2020 called Happiest Season. It is a bona fide Christmas film mm-hmm. uh, about two women, a lesbian love story. Um, and it's kind of, again, a very classic story of a girl. She's a lesbian uh, and her parents don't know. But she brings her. She, she wants to bring her girlfriend. So um, it's like, hey, my, my friend is... Mm-hmm. Uh, she doesn't really have anywhere anywhere to go for the holidays. Do you mind if I bring her along? And then it's this whole thing of like, okay, she needs to eventually come out to her parents that she's gay, mm-hmm. and she needs to, um, you know, kind of prove to the girlfriend that she loves her. Uh, it's got Kristen Stewart in it. Hmm. Um, it's got a girl named Mackenzie Davis, who I'm not super familiar with, but she's pretty good in it. Uh, and then it's got Dan Levy, who's oh yeah, you know, you know, you know Dan mm-hmm. Levy. Um, and Aubrey Plaza. Mm, so, I love her. Yeah, and Aubrey Plaza has like a kind of interesting role in the movie. Um, again, it's a very just feel-good kind of movie that does get a little, you know, heavy at certain points because it is, you know, it is tackling a subject of homosexuality and coming out to people and are they going to accept you and your parents being more old school and not accepting you and, you yeah. know, and then, you know, um, the girl, you know, kind of, not knowing if her parents are going to. And so she's hiding this love uh, and she's hiding like a real, you know, uh, true part of herself from her parents and lying to everybody. Um, and then, you know, but it ends up being a happy movie and and, and, and it all comes together. Uh, and it's just a little happy little fucking Christmas film. Fuck you. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should do that. then. It's a good, it's a good movie. Mm. It, it is good. I, I do like it. Okay. Man says he doesn't like Christmas movies. <laughs> Um, my next one, kind of in the same vein as like uh, Wes Anderson, just because like very similar styles, but Taika Waititi's Hunt for the Wilder People. Oh, yeah. Super fun movie. Yeah. Had a really good time watching it. Like, it's just a a very like comedic movie where it's, it's literally just, hey, we're going out into the woods. Like, we're just, we're, we're getting lost. Like, we got to find our way back. But then there's also like the funny idea that like oh no like this guy like sam neil's character the stepdad is like what was it like molesting him or something like that so the cops are getting involved um yeah they think that he's like a yeah yeah there's like a part where yeah they think that he's like a uh like a pedophile or something (laughs) so they get the cops involved to go look for them but like they're just trying to get home and like they're they're on this like fun adventure together and like just the the story of like the kid and Sam Neill's character like coming together and like actually becoming like a family, even yeah. though like you know he wants nothing to do with him and like 
the kid is just trying to find like anybody to really like have a relationship with Mm -hmm. and like them coming together and like actually becoming like cool with each other and like building a family throughout it and then going on like the crazy stuff that happens with it like towards the end with like the um like all the trucks that like come in and they're like doing the crazy drive-by chase with each other yeah it's a it's a fun movie mm-hmm. um i recommend it that right yes to watch. yeah it's a it's yeah. probably my favorite taika film um i haven't seen a lot from him i didn't love jojo rabbit i like jojo rabbit I, I, I wanted to put that in here but then i was like man it's it's got like way too much dark undertones <laughs> you know the whole like, oh my god the, the fucking shoes scene yeah boom done like not a feel-good movie <laughs> <laughs> all right uh my next pick is ironically another movie that has ryan Gosling and emma stone in it mm. and that is again a movie that i never thought i would have enjoyed but i watched it my girlfriend for she was like this is one of my favorite films we have to sit down and watch it Okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, a movie called Crazy Stupid Love. Oh, yeah, 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 I know about that. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it, but I know it's, about it. It's basically a film about uh, Steve Carell's in it as well, mm-hmm. um, where Steve Carell's character is kind of like this guy who doesn't really, he's not good with women, and Ryan Gosling is kind of, that's what his job is, is he helps men um, become more confident and dress better, and and he teaches them how to do pickup lines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um and and then of course Ryan Gosling ends up dating Emma Stone, and that ends up. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you everything. I did see like a scene that like made me confused because it was like, oh, it's both of them. So I thought it was La La Land, no. but like where like they're in the diner and like the friend like like Ryan Gosling comes over is like, hey, you want to go on a date? And the friend's like, of course she does. Yeah, and yeah. And Emma Stone's like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, it's a it's a fun little movie that's got like a cool kind of like unexpected twist that you're like, oh shit. Uh, and it's just, it, it, but again, it's a, it, it's like these, I don't know what it is about like this movie or, um, La La Land that, that follow that, that, that trope mm-hmm. of they get together, they fall in love, they break up. And then at the end they end up getting back together again. Mm-hmm. Like that is a tried and true thing about like these romance films. And most of the time I hate it. And I guess if a film is able to follow that formula and like, we know what's going to happen, but it still is engaging and for whatever reason you still love it, I think that speaks to that it's just a better elevated version of that. Mm -hmm. And I think Crazy Stupid Love really does kind of, is a step above a rom-com that makes you kind of roll your eyes. Mm. So I would recommend Crazy Stupid Love. It definitely is a feel-good film. It's got like some really funny moments um, and it's just, it's a good movie. I, I, I do like it. All right. More than I was ever anticipating. Yeah, no, because it, it, when I did see it, like it did seem like it was more on like that, like romance comedy. Oh, that's what it feel. is. Absolutely. It's like, it's like, oh, I've seen this a million yeah, times. But it's good. It is good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so my next one is uh, 2016 Zootopia. I've seen Zootopia. I love Zootopia. Okay. I think this is an all around, like this was probably like top tier of like what Disney could have done at the time. Yeah. Like this is just like, like good old fashioned feel good type stuff of what is it Judy Hops the bunny that like moves out of like the suburbs to the city to become a cop yeah and it's like then you have like the opposite end of like Nick the the fox that's like the con artist that like she's working with to then kind of uncover this massive thing that's going on that goes all the way to like the mayor and like the just the way that like it's portrayed with like the animals and like 
my god, when when I saw the trailer in theaters and like the uh the sloth at the DMV Oh, right. Lost my shit. Like, I thought that was, like, the funniest thing <laughs> for, like, three days straight. I did like that when, uh, it, I think at the end, he's, like, he gets pulled over for speeding. Yes. He's like, ah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> he's like, yeah, of course. Like, when he's actually driving, he's yeah. going, like, way too fast. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, But it's just, like, an all-around, like, fun movie. Like, the fact that, like, at the end, like, Judy actually gets to become a cop and, like, they actually have, like, Nick become one, too. And, like, the whole story of them where it's, like, you know... He's a fox, so he can't be trusted, and, like, she actually trusts him. Again, Disney slowly elevating their stuff to actually have, like, meaning. Yeah. Where it's, like, not just, like, ah, here's a princess that leads to become a queen. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a little disappointed in, um, I saw Lightyear. You know, you're not the first person to say that to me. Like, I thought it was fun, but maybe that's just because I turned off my brain for it. I don't know. I don't know. I just didn't. Like I just hit the way that I was expecting it. I just I went into it not really expecting like a whole lot. Boy, is it sad though. Like that whole like when when he keeps going around, he's getting older and older. Oh and older. man, I mean, it, it definitely that that is definitely like an emotional moment. But I don't know, just just something at by the end of the movie where I was just like, it didn't quite connect like this Toy Story films did. You know what the problem was for me was that like, and I get it because it's like the the time frame that it came out, but it's like. It starts off with like, oh, this was like Andy's favorite movie, but yeah. like the movie is like so like far advanced of yeah. a film. Yeah, it, it is kind of like weird, but mm-hmm. whatever. Um, okay, so I guess this will be my technically my last pick, and then everything else will be an honorable mention. Okay. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this film either. Uh, there's a movie that came out in 2016, I believe, um, by a guy named John Carney, called Sing Street. You ever heard of Sing Street? Mm-mm. No. Um, it's a movie about a boy who, like, I think he's in Dublin, and he grow. He's like, it's like the 1980s, and he ends up kind of like leaving his family um, to start a band. Mm-hmm. And I haven't seen the movie since 2016, uh, so I can't. I don't remember everything about it. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember if it's a straight up bona fide musical or if it's just they're in a band. So there are some scenes with music in it. Um, But I remember it being a blast. Mm -hmm. I remember it being really fun and uh, and also kind of in that traditional sense of of kind of like where Little Miss Sunshine sat with me Mm because I wanted to include Little Miss Sunshine in this film or in this list. But we just did it, so I'm like, eh, I'll just, I know. I was gonna, honorable I, mention. I was gonna kind of probably have it in there, like depending on how I felt from the movie. Yeah, because again, I brought it up like it is like put out there of like being one of the better of like feel good films. Yeah, and I think it is. Um, but Sing Street, I don't know. I just really like Sing Street because it's kind of in that similar vein where it's like a a young kid who's just trying to like follow his dreams, similar to like Chef or whatever, where mm-hmm. it's just like. A young guy, he's doing, he's he, he's like a sixteen-year-old kid. He falls in love with this girl. She's like super mysterious, and, the, and he's like wants to be like an a like a punk band or whatever. And he wants they want to like film music videos. So like <laughs> it, it really captures that like childlike wonder of of like thinking that you are really going to be somebody or something. And like, oh my god, we're gonna start a band, and then we're gonna go on tour, and we're gonna become famous rock stars. Yeah. And then they go in their backyard or like down an alleyway and they're shooting like a really shitty music video mm-hmm. that like they think is incredible, mm-hmm. but it's really terrible. 
And it just makes you happy because it's just like, man, that really brings me back to like when I was in middle school taking like, or in high school, like a freshman in high school taking like a film course and filming like these really shitty movies um, with my friends to like show to the class because we were making horror films or whatever it was. Um, And it just kind of like brings you back to those moments of like childhood where you're just like, man, like when I was 16, I remember like I wanted to do this and I wanted to do that and how passionate they are about it. Even though, um, you know, it's, unrealistic that they're really going to become rock stars right such a small chance yeah um but the music is actually really good too like that's an all like that's a a very a very integral piece of having a film that is based around music is is the music good yeah and the move the the music is actually really cool i wonder if this is almost like because i i see like i saw something like recently like a trailer for it that sounds like almost similar so i'm assuming it's probably kind of like not a remake but kind of like a slight ripoff of like uh, summertime dropouts that's coming out. I haven't seen that. Same exact plot, like oh, just okay. trying to like become like a punk rock band, and like they're basically like, oh, like you know, we're we're not winning any of the battle of bands. Like we need to get our name out there so we can become famous. And then they're like, let's go to Warp Tour and just see if like we can get on stage without them knowing it. Oh, nice. And then they get to Warp Tour and they're like. Hey guys, Warp Tour got canceled four <laughs> years ago. That was the last one was five years ago. That'd yeah. be really funny. No, Warp, <laughs> Warp Tour and, or whatever it was like, um, what was it like the emo night that like happened in Florida recently, where it's like it got canceled, so everybody had to like just go back to their hotels for the first day. That's so funny. Oh, that that's a whole mess. Like that whole thing about that. Um, but anyway, Sing Street. If you haven't seen Sing Street, I would highly recommend watching it. I think it's a really fun, good, little feel-good movie that's actually got some pretty uh, great songs in it. Nice. So, I have one left. Um, this one was actually a surprise to me because, like, I did I never expected, like, Netflix to put out, like, anything good for animated movie-wise. Um, but it was 2021's The Mitchells versus The Machines. Um, I don't Is know if you... animated? Yes. Okay. I don't know if you, like, came across it, like, at all, no like, idea, while skimming through. I've never heard it. Um, saw the trailer, looked like it was just going to be fun because the entire idea is that, like, um, you have Katie Mitchell, who is this, like, tech girl that, like, ever since she was young, like, she was, like, making her own, like, movies and, like, videos and everything like that. And now that she's a teenager, um, similar kind of tropes that you see a lot with, like, the family stuff where it's, like, you know, the dad and her are strange because, like, he is, like, the hunter-fisher kind of guy and, like, she's, like, the techie nerd girl and it's like she's going off to college. They don't click anymore. He decides like, "Hey, we're going to take a family vacation where it's like we're going to drive you to the um to your campus." And in that time, technology kind of like goes crazy cuz Eric Andre for whatever reason is in this movie where like he's basically like a um like a Mark Zuckerberg slash like Steve Jobs where it's like the new phone just had an update where it's like it becomes a self-aware and then all these robots <laughs> go and like take all the people and it's just literally this family that like is just a bunch of weirdos that kind of similar to like uh, Little Miss Sunshine where it's like they're just a bunch of losers basically but then trying to survive this robotic apocalypse and then save everybody and then still become like a family. Like it was actually really heartwarming by the end. Like I had a lot of fun. the The movie itself is like super funny. There's like this little brother that's like way too obsessed with like dinosaurs. Okay. Where it's like he's just roaring at people. Right. And they have like this adorable pug as a pet that like his one eye is like wandering. Like it it looks like he's like brain dead. 
Okay. But it's, it's just really funny to look. <laughs> like, it's a really fun movie. Like, I really enjoyed it. Like Nothing I, says comedy and heartwarming like being brain dead. Exactly. <laughs> you get it. Like, it, it's almost one where it's like we could do it. Okay. Almost. Okay. We won't. Okay. Maybe we will. <laughs> uh, my some some of my honorable mentions was Lady Bird. Yeah. Um, Crazy Rich Asians was. You watched that? Yeah. Was it good? Uh, I saw it on a plane. Hmm. It was fine. <laughs> it's a plane movie. It was good. It was, yeah, it was a good plane <laughs> movie. Um, Grease. Mm. Love mm-hmm. Grease. Grease is like. John iconic. Travolta broke both of his wrists while doing that movie. Love that movie. Um, and then Little Miss Sunshine, which I didn't really want to actually include in the main list just because we just... It was kind of weird because I, I recommended... I said that we were doing Little Miss Sunshine mm-hmm. before I yeah. knew, we knew that we were going to be doing feel-good movies. So yeah. it was just it kind of lined up weird, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but Little Miss Sunshine definitely is a, a movie that, again, like I like... If you feel good at the end, but it also makes you feel sad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my uh, my honorable mentions, we mentioned it already, Chef. Um, Call Me By Your Name. I've been talking about it a lot, so I don't want to like bring it up a lot more. Yeah. Um, and then I wanted to include Swiss Army Man, because I think that was like really, really fun. But then like the ending really kind of like dampered everything. Yeah, that's kind of... The Daniels haven't fully hit a home run for me yet. Yeah. There, there's so many things there that are mm-hmm. like, I know that they're going to make something great. Yeah. And I hope that that um, everything, everywhere, all at once was not like the They're, peak of them. Yeah, but I'm, it's winning a bunch of awards, which is cool. Yeah, and I think it, I think it deserves it because of just how creative and 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 you know large scale it is and all mm-hmm. that. Um, but for me personally, they have not fully nailed. Yeah. Um, the, my other, my last honorable mention was Parasite. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna throw one in there. I was like the black coat's daughter. <laughs> um, but yeah, so those are some of our favorite feel good films. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend watching all of them. Yes, just we're in the season for feel good movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, although feel good. We don't, although we don't really do them very often. Mm-mm. But it's Decemberish. That's yeah, about it. Yeah. Uh, Zach, you have a recommendation? I do, and Uh-oh. I did this last year, and I kind of think it's just going to be like a recurring thing every year where it's like um go kick a santa yeah (laughs) go take a shit in a public pool (laughs) no um like because it is like the holiday season and it is like a season where depression and anxiety like become like way more heightened for many people um just recommending like where if you feel like you're becoming overwhelmed like asking for the help like getting with your loved ones like really showcasing that like hey i need somebody to talk to having that person where it's like you feel comfortable with or even if yourself where it's like you know you feel like you need to be the one that has somebody to talk to like just opening up and like having like finding that person talking to somebody making sure that you're okay making sure that like everything is okay in your world because it is that time of the year where depression really gets to people yeah yep i agree Mm -hmm. you're not alone no um, Zach, what movie are we doing next? Uh, I didn't talk about this in the feel good episode because this is really, doing it. We're, we're doing it. This is my number one. We're, we're doing the big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love that movie. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, Zach, take us out. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, roll the credits. <laughs>